Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Secret Life of Moms. Wanted to thank you for coming back this week to listen to me and Coco. Wanted to apologize for not releasing an episode last week. Lives got a little hectic between work and everything else that's going on. But just wanted to say that we're here this week and this week we're talking about Black Lives Matter. Wanted to get a little serious this week and talk about what's going on in the news and social media and discuss what's on our minds and our personal opinions on everything that's going on in today's society with the police shootings and just put out there on our platform what our personal opinion is because we want this per this platform to be about personal opinions and how we feel and we want people to be able to voice uh, how they feel in their personal opinions because that's what this is for um, and we hope that everyone is able to enjoy it and we don't want anyone to be offended because everyone is entitled to their own personal opinion and that's just what this is for so with that said we hope that you do enjoy this week's episode on black lives matter i'm gonna be honest with you like um i don't have i'm not one of those people that's like oh god here we go talking about it it's just that mm-hmm. I got annoyed yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, my coworker's white. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had to take the train and our boss was like, listen, yeah, I gotta be trained to be the trainer so that you could train. Mm-hmm. Fine with that. So we realized that the training was basically us going through the training again. Mm-hmm. But you know how you could tell when somebody's uncomfortable? No. That's no. why I want to talk no. about it because I realized that a lot of times, unless you're at home, mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable. Right. It's uncomfortable to talk about because most of the time we are at work or amongst people we considered, you know, friends or acquaintances, you know, mm-hmm. wherever. You know, because like, like, for example, at work, um, I've been working with the people that I've been working with for the past year. I know them, but how well do I know them? You know what I mean? I don't hang out with them outside of work. Right. Um, not really, you know, so I don't know them that well, like, um, for, let's see. Only I'm the only one in the medical department that's black. Gotcha. Then we have a Puerto Rican male. Mm-hmm. And then there's one, two, three, four. Everybody else is white. Put it that way. Gotcha. Everybody else is gotcha. white. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have females, male. Um, we did have another black woman. Uh, nurse practitioner, she was working from home, which I just found out yesterday they let her go. They said oh, it was wow. because of budget cuts though. I thought we were out of the water for that, but they let her go. She called me last night and said um, that they let her go because wow. of financial things. And she was only seeing one maybe at most three people a day because we still only got about 60, 60 clients in-house. You know, okay. we get we get 10 in, 10 go home. So right. our number is staying consistent at 60 and really our max is 180. So we gotcha. still way under under where you should be. Right. So they let a lot of people go. And um we still haven't brought in we're not where we need to be. Anyway. Okay. Um the that majority of the people that work there, I mean there's a good mixture. But the majority of the people that work there are white. So even the majority of the clients, a good majority of the clients are white too. That's how ours is too, though. If you ever noticed that access, it was like that. Yes. Yes. The good majority of the clients are white. And you know what? I can understand that because in, in your population, you know, with the developmentally disabled, when we grow up, you know, the black community we take care of our own. You got that right. We keep them home. We don't like mm-hmm. to put our 
family in nursing homes or care homes or whatever. We don't like right. to do that. We we were brought up to take care of our own. I right. mean, we do, not saying we never do, but the majority of us, we care for our own. Yeah, that's the same with the Asian population too. They don't, they, right. um, right. They don't do that either. I only, cultures, I only took care of one. There's and not was, a lot of Latino either. No, because it's the same thing. Right. A lot of minorities take care of their own. I noticed. Yeah. Um, but, and even in the substance abuse, and you would think, you know, with all that's going on, you know, mm-hmm. a lot, there are a lot of, of minorities that do have issues with substance abuse, but there are a lot also of, of whites in the substance abuse community too. Um, but again, in, in these type of facilities, I would say it's not a 50, 50, even 50, 50 split. Daddy. I would That's say daddy. maybe 70-30. Gotcha. <laughs> I would say a 70-30 split. Okay. And I'm going to say most of the older population, it seems, tend to be our people of color. Gotcha. Pick it up. That's what I, my... You said the older population. It I seems, mean, I wonder if it's... It seems our older men are the ones that are in treatment. I don't... I, I haven't seen a lot of our younger men in treatment. A lot of the young not, men are, are, are the white are the white population. Right. Well, they, they always know about the treatment centers and they're always encouraged by their families to go and all those interventions and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. community really isn't big on stuff like that. They think mm-hmm. that you can just fight through it. You right. know, and that was one of the conversations that we had as well when it came to like the mental health part of it too. Like, you know, we weren't brought up, you know, we were just told to, you know, suck it up. You'll be all right. Keep it right. moving. And I said, you know, one of my biggest concerns, and I've always been big on it now after doing research and going through, you know, looking back at my own life, and it's like, when was it ever offered to the Black community? How often was it brought to the Black community? And not just offered, but a lot of times, I, you know, and it's talked about a lot too, um, I hear it a lot spoken about these days, is that our our black men also are raised to suck it up. Yeah, that's and what I wanted. You know, because otherwise you're not it. strong. Right, right, right. And but that is it's not just black men. Right, it's not just the black men because even with a lot of the secrets that went on in the family that mm-hmm. fucked up a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's you know you got to keep that between us. We can't right. say nothing. That ain't nobody. And then you business. start real right. Mm-hmm. Right, that ain't nobody's business. That's family business. Right. And that's the problem. It could be some of the worst shit in the world, but they're not going to say nothing. And don't realize the damage that it caused. Right. And then it always ends up being a repetitive thing. Mm -hmm. So it happened that generation, but then it happens again. And then it happens again. Mm -hmm. And they don't even realize it because it's something that people are accustomed to. Right. So it's the norm. When all actuality, it's not the fucking norm. Like, it's, it's not. You know, and it's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be unhappy, and it's okay to talk to someone. Right, like, right. You know, you have to talk to somebody to get it out, mm-hmm. but you need to speak to somebody that's going to be a healthy person and a positive person. Mm-hmm. Not that's another one of our issues. You know, I don't know what it is with our community, but and I don't know if it's that's how they conditioned us mm-hmm. to not be positive with our own people. Mm-hmm. And to have that cold heart and just be so envy and jealous of each other, you know, mm-hmm. I think they want that battle so that we don't succeed. Because if mm-hmm. we were to come together, it'd be more of a positive vibe and we'd be more successful in life, a lot more of us right. versus mm-hmm. just the little bit that are there. Right. You know, it's just, it's scary, you know, because when they were talking in our training, you know, and they were talking about, it's not black on black crime. It's look what they're doing by overpopulating those areas. So when you're around each other like that, they're not, they're not thinking, oh, I'm gonna kill you because you're black. 
they're doing it because it's out of anger. And what other way do they know? And it's like, yeah, and there's more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, that is some of it too. It, it's what, how they conditioned us. They left us, left us with projects were built for us. Mm-hmm. You know, these corner stores and stuff like that, that sell that beer and all that mm-hmm. other, all of that stuff, that cheap beer, those cheap mm-hmm. juices, all of that stuff was built for us. Mm-hmm. They didn't want us to go but so far. This is as far as you're going to go and that's it. Right, right. So, you know, the reason why crime is where it is and how it is in our communities is because where else are they going to go? Mm-hmm. So they're pissed. They're mad. There's nobody for them to talk to. They, You know what I mean? They don't know how to do that. They don't know how to learn things to do things in a positive manner unless, you know, they actually have somebody around to help with that. So then what else is there to do? Right. How else am yeah. I going to survive? Especially with that whole felony stuff. You say, oh, felon, felons are allowed to work, but then they can't work. Right. And you know what? Setup. I was listening to someone else who was talking about this recently that was saying, you know, you hear the word felon and automatically it crosses them out for jobs. Mm-hmm. But it really shouldn't. It should mm-hmm. depend on... What your crimes. What and is your felony you're about? You're going for the job. Exactly. And what job are you going for? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if you got a felony for, you know, a violent crime, of course, okay, so you shouldn't be working with people. Right. You got a violent crime. Okay. Right. If you got a felony for drugs, of course, you can't be working at no pharmacy. You know what I'm right. saying? You can't, <laughs> if you If you got a felony for robbery, okay, you can't be working with no money. You know right. It's, it's common sense, things like that, but it shouldn't mean that you can't get a warehouse job, you know, where, you know, you're That's the thing. moving boxes. They give them, but they have that. They have jobs like that. Right. For right. felonies. But the, the sucky part is, though, mm-hmm. a lot of times those jobs get fully staffed because, and then, then some people aren't able to get hired because they don't need the staffing. Mm-hmm. Because now that's the only place that they can go. Right, but there should be other opportunities that's... as well. Yeah, I mean, our, I'm going to be honest with you. Our job takes people. It depends on what mm-hmm. kind of charge it was, mm-hmm. and it also depends on how long ago it was as well. Okay. So you know, we they do give people a chance. Now they've mm-hmm. had some people that I remember. My boss was telling me they interviewed somebody, and the guy came in, and they said he was a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interviewed well. But he went to jail for murder. Mm. So mm. they had to automatically rule him out. And it's only because, you know, murdered a person. How do we well, know murder, that you won't flip the Murder is kind of something serious. Hello? Just like, you know, they interviewed somebody else in the past. Mm-hmm. And they said as well, it was like, you know, we went to Dunkin' Donuts. The person asked where we worked and blah, blah, blah. You know, they helped him. Fill out the application and everything. Mm-hmm. This man went to jail for arsony. So like, wait, if you get mad, are you gonna are you gonna burn some shit up? Like, exactly. <laughs> like we, burn down yeah, we need this coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I need my morning coffee. Hold up. You know, so if this customer talk to you sideways, are you gonna burn shit Hello. up? I just need to know. Right, right. So that does happen. You know, right. You get our so customers up in here. That's true. But yeah. Back to what I was saying about the uncomfortability um, when talking about, you know, these issues with the with the the protests going on and everything. I remember when the whole thing happened with um, George Floyd and we were waiting on um, whether or not they were going to charge the, the officers. Mm-hmm. Um, this was before they had gotten... Uh, rid of everybody at the job and I remember one of the ladies well actually it was before she retired she uh was she's Puerto Rican she's an older woman and you know sometimes you you're never sure because some Puerto Ricans identify as white some of them identify as just brown so you just Mm -hmm. never know how someone identifies um So I wasn't sure how she identified. So I never really, I don't really talk about these things in the office. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you just don't know where people stand. And I leave politics out of the office because 
it could cause a whole bunch of other issues. Right. So um, I think she felt comfortable enough to talk to me. Mm -hmm. She initiated this and she's like, you know, that whole thing where that cop had uh, his leg on his neck. It's disgusting. And, you know, she came to me and she's talking to me Mm -hmm. about it. And I said, yes, it is, you know, and we were talking and she said, you know, they charge, they finally charged the cops and we got to talking about it. So I, I, I was a little uncomfortable talking about it, but then the more she spoke about it, I could see. Mm -hmm she was feeling me out to see how I was going to feel about her talking about it. And I was okay with her with it. But then we have another woman who clearly is white. Um, But actually I think she might be, I don't know if her mother was Puerto Rican, but I think she's white. She looks white to me, but she wants to talk about it. And she makes it known that she's anti-Trump. Totally. She talks about it all the time. And I just listen. I don't put my two cents in nothing. I just listen. But she makes it known she's totally anti-Trump. She can't stand them. And, um, you know, she, when she talks about it, I really feel uncomfortable. And I don't know why, because I'm black. I shouldn't be the one feeling uncomfortable. Right. So, I think it's a good idea that jobs have these trainings, you know, so that you know, I don't know how to react, how to respond. Is that what they're teaching you? So basically it's, um, we know that this time now, not saying that this has never gone Mm -hmm. and been going on for a long time. Right. But Um, it's, it's heightened right now. Right. So they felt that it was best that um, we have this type of training to make people aware if they don't have the knowledge Mm -hmm. and if they don't understand where African-Americans are coming from or actually somebody who's even of a different race period Mm -hmm. of where they're coming from when they're being discriminated against or when people aren't even thinking that what they're saying, they may think that, oh, I I wasn't being racist towards them. But in all actuality, you are, and you don't know how that person feels. Mm. So it also talks about, um, that has to do what what's going on right now with the cops and everything. Um, you know, but I think for some of, and I'm sure this is going on with some of the um, different races, especially Caucasian, I think a training like this, because it ends up being well, did you have an example of being treated a certain way when you go to each topic and each definition of what this means? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, they asked me, well, how do you um, teach your daughters about cops or um, going out in the real world and how people will react to you, you know, with certain situations? And I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I never really had that type of talk. The talk that I you know, kind of heard and, you know, that people always used to make jokes about was that I would, I'm high yellow, so I would be the house nigga. Mm-hmm. So I would be the one that's feeding the babies and I'd be up there with master. Mm-hmm. So that was always the joke. It was never really a talk about, I guess they felt because I was light skinned that it wouldn't be an issue mm-hmm. in my hair texture. So, or it just never crossed their mind. You know what I mean? Like maybe we should have this talk. But I noticed that they'll talk more to the guys versus they'll talk to the females. Mm-hmm. But the household that I was brought up in, it was never really brought up, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because it's like, you would think it would because I'm telling you now, I every time, every job and everywhere I go, somebody does something different. I could even give the example when I went to the gym just recently when it opened up and mm-hmm. I, at first, I didn't think about it, but, you know, I could see through the mirror, and I was working out by the weights, and when, you know how you could tell, like, when somebody wants to come over there, but then they didn't want to come over there, because mm. once I left, they went over there, mm. but, you know, and it was either, I, I laughed it off, because I was like, either it's an intimidation thing, because I'm over here with the weights, or maybe it's because, all right, she needs to hurry up and leave, so that we can get our ass, you know, so they could, they could come over there 
and lollygag because it wasn't like it was they were really working out it was like a group of them and they were just walking back and forth and they were looking and it's like they wanted all right she's still over there oh gosh she's still over there no because i was there's spaces okay we're not up under each other and you can't Mm -hmm. have that many people in there so it's not that it's they didn't want to come over there Mm -hmm. because before I even left, there was an, a couple that came and they worked out right over there with no problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's I amazing that your job is doing that. Yeah. Because I think doing that is it, it, bringing awareness to the workplace. Yeah. Makes it so there's least amount of likeness or least a uh, a least what's the word i'm looking for it's least likely to happen if people right. are more aware right of what they're doing so i think that is an amazing thing that they're doing and i think more places should do it i agree because with everything that's going on people are more alert especially black people mm. i know i am and things that I may not have looked at before, I notice I'm looking at now. Things that right. I may not even need to look at, I'm questioning. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And things that I probably don't need to question, I'm beginning <laughs> to question. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's like... I'm wondering, like, I'll, 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 I'll walk past somebody and they'll move over. And I'm like, hmm, is it some black? Right. Or, or is it, like you said, is it the is corona, it the corona right now? Well, you think I'm, I'm sick? Or, so now it's two things. Right. What are we doing here? You know, right. so, but I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's a lot of different things going through my head. You know, and then... The, the thing that's been bothering me lately is, you know, the, the, the senseless killings. Now, I know the, the, the shootings with the cop shootings, you know, I've heard the, the I want to put this the right way mm-hmm. so that people aren't coming for me. So <laughs> now. I've heard everybody when they say, you know, there has been an increased amount of of police shootings, for sure. Mm -hmm. That I have noticed. Mm -hmm. And there has also been an increased amount of people shooting each other. That I've noticed as well. And both of them are senseless, for sure. But the ones that, the ones, the things that bother me the most, not only the, you know, not just the black on black crime and and the drug dealing and all that other stuff, but I think what bothers me the most is the fact that the way the cops are reacting to the black people, because Okay, for example, this last one um, that I was that I saw la- was it last week with uh, Jacob Blake? I know you saw this on the news, right? The father of five that uh, was shot in the back seven times. Yeah, I seen that. Okay, so I'm wondering why the man had to shoot him seven times because he not only had him by his shirt but he shot him he was at very close range the man was in like he was reaching into his car but he shot him not once not twice but seven times which to me seemed a bit excessive i mean do you agree with that I mean, 
Um, it was just unnecessary. It That's just how I look to at it. Too, too, way too much. I just don't understand that. And, and and it just seems when I think back, do you remember that one thing on the news where all of them people were standing in front of, what were they standing in front of? They were on some type of government property with their guns, their right to bear arms. And all of the cops were standing like lined up in front of this building. And they were shouting, like literally damn near nose to nose with these officers in their face. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that scene? It was on the news. Um, my God, I'm trying to remember. Help me out here. I can't because I have no clue what you're talking about. You don't I'm remember? Gonna be honest it was you. on the news. Trump had, he did something. Oh, when they were trying to make everybody, was it when they were trying to make everybody wear the mask when all this shit first started or something? And all these people had guns and they were in the cops' faces. They had these rifles. All these white men were in the cops' faces. Oh, they're not going to do nothing to them. I, th- I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like screaming in their face, like damn near touching their nose. And they didn't flinch. Had that, they won't. had that been black men, do you know how many would have been dead? Yes. Okay. This was in Michigan. Michigan. This was a capital rally. Let's see. My daughter just pulled up the uh, the uh, article for me. It says Mich- Michigan State Police bar protests from entering the chambers of Michigan House of Representatives. This was back in April. They were rallying for reopening of businesses on the steps of the Michigan State Capitol in Lansing. A group of upset, the group is upset with Michigan government Gretchen Whitmer's mandatory closures to curtail the spread of the coronavirus. So they had closed things down to protect us to protect us from getting sick. But because they were so upset over this pandemic, all right, these men, okay, all these white men were in these police officers' faces, literally not even a foot away with their rifles shouting with no masks on, okay with it says within two inches so that's way less than a foot within two inches of their faces screaming okay yelling at them because they want them to open up these buildings and they didn't budge nobody got hurt nobody got gassed i don't even think anybody got handcuffed Nobody went to jail. Nobody. But I don't know. Trump supports Michigan protesters. He said the government governor should give a little. Hmm. He didn't send in the, the federal troops. He didn't send in the National Guard. He didn't put a curfew. None of that happened. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? My thought on it is, honestly, we already know that this guy is racist, which is fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion on how they feel on people. Um, We already knew that, you know, they were probably taught to not. The way I look at it, I honestly believe that they did it like this on purpose because they look at all of the marches and things that we've had. How come magically we could have these peaceful protests, but then it's time for us to have 
violent parts in it. Who actually started and caused some of those violent, you know, and um, riots that went on? They don't want to really tell the deep part of the truth of who actually started it and who they sent to actually start it so that we look like we are the negative ones. And so, honestly, you're right. If this was black people that were doing all, first of all, they would have never had a chance to even get that close. They would have never been able to even carry those weapons. So, I, like, none of this would have ever even played out. So I can't even say if it was because it wouldn't have been. It would have been mm-hmm. something completely different. They would have never let African Americans go that far with a weapon on them. No way in hell. Mm-mm. So, Not at all. you know, I, like, am real sensitive when it comes to this stuff, but, um, and I also try to watch what I say because I don't want to offend anybody because right. I don't also want to sound like I am uh, racist myself because I'm right. not. Right. But, you know, it's just, I just think that we have some races that, well, the main race is Caucasians. I think they think that, oh my gosh, some of them are like, oh my gosh, here they go talking about this stuff again. Oh, Black Lives Matter, oh, all lives matter. And then they said now that they're saying something like, all blue lives matter, I guess that stands for officers. officers, And and they don't, what do you mean they matter? But what about the kids? And people that you're killing, they they don't matter. So it's just like, we would respect you. And, you know, you would be respected as officers if you would give us the same respect. Right. Like, we're not just going to act a certain way just because you're cops. Something had to happen through years and years for us to do what's going on. You get tired. So when you get tired and nothing else is working, what else can you do? And it's like, we're going to end up policing ourselves because what's going to happen is people are going to be so tired that they're not going to want to respect any type of officer. So it's then it's going to be like, what's the point of having police officers because they're not respecting them? It's going to end up getting deeper if something isn't done. But if you want to allow certain, you know, certain things, it's going to get worse then. Like, point blank. And I don't know if they want things to get worse for a reason and whatever their plans that they may have, but it's not going to get any better. <laughs> it's it's just, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I don't care for it. And you right. can't say it's just African-American young men anymore because it's females as well. Right. And, they're, and it's becoming just as high as it was with the, with the young men. Right. So it's it's really really hard. So okay. I I don't know. That's why well, I told is, you like I, I, I'm like in the middle topic. of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a tough topic because you know what I do. I definitely respect policemen. I do. I have uh, friends that are policemen. I have friends whose children are policemen, and I know that they have a very tough job. And not all policemen are corrupt. That I do know. You know. Um, and it, it's it's difficult. It's a difficult thing. It's a difficult situation, you know. And it's it's hard. And it's it's it it. I hate to have to explain what you just explained. Black lives matter. Bottom line, and it does not mean when we say Black lives matter, it does not mean that we're saying Black lives are the only lives that matter. That's not what we're saying. It just means we want everyone to know that along with everyone else's lives, that Black lives matter. That is our point. That is what we are trying to convey. You know, yes, all lives matter. Yes, blue lives matter. But Black lives do matter. Black lives matter. And right now, that does not seem to be the case. And for a long time, it wasn't the case. You know, it's what everyone has been fighting for, what Martin Luther King was fighting for, with, you know, what the marches have been for, for all of these years. And we should not still in 2020 
have to be fighting for this, for the same thing that, you know, we've been fighting for back all these years. You know, it's just, it's sad. It's sad because our children are supposed to be living this life that our great grandparents fought for. But now we got to do it all over again for them. And it just doesn't seem fair. Doesn't seem right that they have to experience these things and they have to see it. You know, those kids that was in that van when their father was shot, they, they're traumatized. They're traumatized for the rest of their lives. They're going to need therapy. They're going to need so much love in their lives to keep them on the right path, to get them to, you know, to carry them through adulthood. They're going to need so much love and support, you know, and it's, it's sad. It's scary. It really is. You know, I, I, I you know, you, you raise your children the right way. You, 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 you think that you're doing a good job. You, you try to make them be the best that they can be. You know, and I did, I did a little bit of reading about who, you know, Jacob Blake was. And, you know, they don't talk about a lot. You know, I didn't read, see about who he was really on the news. I did read about it. Um, and maybe he wasn't the best person and you know there was some things that I read that wasn't the nicest but it doesn't matter none of that matters because this kid this 17 year old boy who first of all shouldn't have even had the type of gun he had or I don't even think he was old enough to have a license for he wasn't a good kid either and like, how did he even, what, what, what baffles me is how he was just able to walk down the street after shooting two people and the cops just drove by him. How he was even able to just get in his car and drive home. And then say, oh, I guess I'll turn myself in the next day. If I'm not mistaken, that's what happened. 40 minutes he drove home and then turned himself in the next day after the two people he shot died in the middle of the road. Well, one died, I think. I don't know if they both died. I have to look. But anyway, like, I don't know. I just, I don't understand how something like this could happen. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't, and I think a lot of it has to do with certain privileges, you know. Um, we learned about that as well, and, mm -hmm. you know, we all have privileges, but, um, you know, some we may have, have more. Privileges. Right, of course, we'll never have the same, mm -hmm. and that's a prime example. Uh, you know, but like I said, I think differently, and I, like I said, I don't want to offend anybody, so I don't want to sound like I am some type of a person that doesn't, you know, care for, you know, that particular race. But um, but that's just yeah. the thing, and and that's that's what I'm saying. We shouldn't. I don't know. My children are half white. My children are half white. Well, I know that because they just you know, as pale as they want to be. They are. I remember <laughs> when I had my son, you know, and people will be like, whose white baby you got? And I'm like, that's my white baby. And they're like, that can't be your white baby. That's my white baby. Right. But, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, it right. doesn't, just because you don't like the actions of some doesn't mean and, you don't like them all. Right. You know and what that's I mean? the And that's the truth. Because it's not, listen, I don't, you know, like, I like everybody, and I'll keep it like that. And, exactly. um, like One I said, person doesn't define a race. Right. You know, 
every and I think that certain people think differently, but I also think it's how we're all brought up different. Mm-hmm. You know, all races are brought up different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just I just think that, you know, some of their mindsets and how they were raised is just a little different. <laughs> That's, you know, like the nice way to put it. It's, it's the truth. Like we were brought up different as well, you know, mentally and all of that. So I just honestly believe that that's also one of the things as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it can, you know, because naturally you just don't do stuff. Some like think about it. A lot of them were a lot of Caucasians were um into what? Hunting. So guns to the younger generation of them is nothing. They were used to going out at 10, 11 years old because you can go out at, you can um, get a um, permit to go hunting at that mm-hmm. age. Yeah. So, you know, that's nothing to them. You know, and when they get anger, you, when they get angry, sometimes the way express is in that way, just like us. So mm-hmm. that's why it's funny that if you're mad, you know, if we're mad and so we take it out on that person and they end up killing that person we're horrible but if they do it they get less time mm-hmm. majority of the time and they're not that bad they'll you know they'll they'll be able to survive when they get out but if somebody was to be able to even get out that's african-american they can't do anything and they won't be able to do anything and nothing will come their mm-hmm. way for them to be able to do anything positive unless you can build that mindset and teach yourself and learn that you can go past that and grow and be stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, they have, you know, it's, it's, it's just the whole system, you know, and you, you can go into a whole different topic that still leads up to this. The whole mm-hmm. system is set up and it's set up the way I, this is my opinion. I think it's set up to, for us to fail. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I just think that there are, there are two different systems. There are two different approaches. There are two different protocols because when there, there are two, when, when a crime is committed and the same crime. Now, for example, when that young kid shot up that church, okay, he made it out of that church alive. He wasn't gunned down. He wasn't shot seven times. He wasn't beat down. He wasn't tased. None of that. Okay? He was taken without incident. And I'm pretty sure he was transported with a bulletproof vest on. And all of that. But it seems like when our men are captured or when they're, you know, trying, when they're, when they're going to try to, to get them, there's always casualties and major comas, brink of death you know, shot several times, he may not make it. Like, I don't understand why. You never hear about one of theirs like this. Like, for example, uh, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about this guy in a grocery store. Somebody was recording it. And an officer was tussling with this man in the grocery store. It was a white officer and a white guy. They were on the ground. And he must have threatened this white man six or seven times that he was going to tase him. He had the taser out and to his chest, he threatened probably six or seven times that he was going to tase him. But he didn't do it. And the officer, it was like he was riding a mechanical bull. He was all, this man was throwing him all over the place. Okay? He couldn't control this man. And people were just looking. 
we see it every day. There's articles every day. Like I get these posts that come up and it shows the same exact crime that African-American did versus what the white person did. The white person gets out and gets probation after three months. The black person gets 30 years. And all it was, it had to do with carrying weed or something like that. Or this, the guy went to jail for carrying weed. He's getting 30 years. The white guy raped someone and he's out in three months and he's free to go on probation. So it's like, you know, like I said, it's a sensitive topic for everyone. Mm-hmm. And this could go on like for days and days because it's a never ending thing, you know, and I don't know if this will ever, ever change because one thing I did notice is that they have to be in power. They don't want us to be in power. They don't want us to succeed to a certain, I'm not saying all of them, like that example that you gave, I don't understand why he allowed the white guy to fling him around that way. But if it was a black guy, he would have been, he would have been shot. First of all, it wouldn't have been a tase. It would have been a shot in the leg or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's because. And it wouldn't have been six or seven warnings either. Exactly. That's why they say black lives don't matter because they don't matter the way they think of us, even as African-American women. One of the examples that the social workers gave was that, well, you know, they used to, (laughs) Tasia, come on, I'm on the phone. So they used to do experiments on African-American women without any drugs or anything like that, because, you know, they were told that we don't have pain. We could never feel pain. And I read that. And I read that. So when she's brought it up, I was like, yeah, I just read that shit. And it annoyed the hell out of me because I was like, wow. The stuff that they used to do to us because they felt like we, it's almost like they didn't think we were human. Hmm. And so, you know, I'll send you some of it so you can see um, some of the stuff. So, you know, you start, there's, there's a lot of, work that is out there that you could read that'll let you know so that you can see and and it'll make sense to you once but you got to do your research and you have to know your history like i started learning late and it's never it's never too early it's never too late for you to learn something you know we all know that you can learn something new every day but it's ridiculous this the stuff that they went through in that time and they still, we're still struggling to try to prove that we matter. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's like, it's, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It really is. And we still have an issue with our own race, with still colorism. There's still a problem with that. Oh, yeah. It's still a huge problem. I never understood why that is a problem why would you condition to think that lighter is better than dark? You know, mm-hmm. it, it just, I never understood that. Yeah. But, As I got older, I became more aware of that. As yeah. I got older, because when I was younger, it seemed like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I had this thing about lighter, but then the older I got, I don't know. I just became more aware of, of my, the, the way I had been conditioned. And I'm not going to say that, um, well, I had a preference. It seemed like I had been swayed when I was younger to think that lighter was better. But as I got older, I'm yeah, and not. I don't think it was more of my. I don't think it was my family. I think it was more, um, like media, and mm-hmm. friends that mm-hmm. swayed me that way. But the wow. older I got, it was just in general, black is beautiful, all shades of black. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think more of my preference is more of the darker skin tone. Like I wish. I was darker, but I think I, my skin I'm is like beautiful, too, but, right. but I think my yourself, preference yeah. now is more of a darker tone, 
you know, mm -hmm. definitely, I'm definitely more attracted to the darker skin brothers, but that's a whole nother episode we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> we'll get into that episode a little later, but Because I'm yeah. going to be honest with you, I never, and it sounds weird, but I always used to say when I was younger, and anybody who really knows me well since I was younger, I never liked, um, like, guys. Really? I never liked white guys. And I used to always say, especially to like my guys, I used to always say, I don't want to date no white skin guy. And then if we end up having kids and then we both got high yellow children. I don't want no light kids. <laughs> I used to always say that. Yeah, see, when I was younger, I used to I think always that was say my that. that. I've always liked brown skin. I've always liked brown skin. Yeah. That was always my stuff. Always brown skin and dark skin guys. I never really cared for you know light skin i'm not i don't know why i probably only dated probably about one or two you know what i mean like that that was it and then i'm like they're so yellow like <laughs> no see now now definitely the darker skin is my preference right and like like you said it's a preference and you know i'm not saying that i don't i don't like them you know, you're you're nice, but I, I like what I like, and that's exactly. what it is. You but like it's it's just funny that we actually thought but... the opposite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Oh so, boy. Well, mm -mm. let's end this on a happier note, <laughs> because definitely, definitely, I think yes. definitely the blacker <laughs> the berry, the sweeter is the juice. And I think we should definitely oh, talk about that later. <laughs> Listen, it's been a long, stressful week. This week has sucked a lot of my energy. And, you know, that's why I wanted to kind of really talk about this, because I wanted to get this energy out of my system. Because not just this had weighed me down but just this whole week had a lot of my energy you know work was crazy the news was crazy and you know just sometimes talking about this stuff helps get it out you know get it out of your system and just makes you feel a little bit better and like i said you know work was a little bit stressful this week and you know, with the kids and everything, I needed, it's been a long work, I've been working way too many hours, way too many hours, I think I worked, I don't know, since like March, no, not March, since like May, I think I have worked 60 plus hours every week, I'm tired. I feel you on that, I'm not I'm even gonna, I'm tired, and I've worked less, so <laughs> I have I not worked less. <laughs> it's crazy. I have a three-day weekend. I'm going to take advantage of that this week. I wish I did. You know, my weekend consists of having just that Monday off. <laughs> well, look, don't forget, Monday, Monday, Monday is our girls' day. Yeah. So we're going to end this. We're going to end this here. All right. This has been yes, another man. episode of A Secret Life of Moms. And <laughs> that's it. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>